It's the Beyond the Berm podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Berm, our podcast about Disney and more from Burnsland.com. I'm Steve, and joining me from StartedByAMouse.com is Matt. Hello, Matt. Howdy, Steve. How in the world are you? I am quite well, and yourself? I I am good. I am rested and relaxed and ready for more. But, oh, cool. But not really. <laughs> I know. I, I was going to say, at, at my age, I can never get enough relaxation and, and rest, right. so... Oh, and then and then work. You know, that yeah. messes everything up. So yes. Yeah, I forget how many years away I am from retirement. Yeah, I don't I think, even think about it. I think the goal line keeps getting pushed farther and farther <laughs> away sometimes. So yes, yes. It's like signing up for you know a half marathon and finding out that you actually have to run fifteen miles before you <laughs> you, you get your medal and everything. Right. So. It's, it's just a regular half marathon. You just have to run two miles to get to the start. <laughs> right. And at, at Walt Disney World, that's about true. Wow, that, that's a long walk to get to the start line at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Disneyland's mm. not quite as bad because a little more <laughs> compact, I guess. But wow, yeah, Walt Disney World, you're not kidding. Yeah. You can add on a couple miles to any of those distances. <laughs> so what all's been going on since uh, last we talked? Well, we, we went to the mall. Okay. <laughs> we got dinner at the mall. That oh, was what cool. we did tonight. We were going to have food? leftovers, but... Food court? You know, it's interesting. Our mall is okay. undergoing renovations, so they, okay. they moved the food court, which oh. was on the third floor, to now the first floor. Um, and they they only have some of them open, but we, we go to Five Guys, which is okay. technically part of the mall, but it's actually outside the mall. Okay. But they're doing all these renovations, and basically they're going to put in a huge food court, like fancy restaurants, where the old cheap food court used to be. And, mm-hmm. and it just got me thinking about, you know, changes in general, but a little bit of what we, we talked about last time with how we've, right. how we've changed the way that we consume Disney. And I, I kind of thought, you know, I guess people are, are changing the way that they consume their mall going now, because apparently, you know, a lot of stores or, or retail shops are going out of business and they're being replaced with restaurants. That seems mm-hmm. to be the new trend right now. So Right. So yeah, so we, we enjoyed our, our mall food, even though it wasn't food court mall food. But I, I, I just heard uh, downtown Disney, out here in Disneyland, since it's not downtown Disney at Walt Disney World anymore. Right. Um, yes. Is actually gutting some of their stores there, too, to put more eateries in. Which I saw that. Yeah, so Build a Bear, Build a Bear is going to be out, which is, I I thought somewhat unusual because Build a yeah. Bear I I think claims that that's their their highest revenue spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ride Makers is going to be gone, where you can build custom cars. Right. Um, many of them Disney, and, and that one surprised me a little bit because uh, that that relationship they were actually going to put a Ride Makers in California Adventure when they built Cars Land. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, Sarge's supply hut was supposed to be it, and they actually made modifications for ride makers to go in there, which actually is kind of the one building that that 
wasn't quite accurate from the movie. And then they wound up not going in there, but I still thought that they were doing all right. Yeah. And, and then a, a hat, sh- hat shop that they just put in. But, but yeah, replacing shops with, with eateries. Who mm. knew? Yeah. And I know I, you, I knew you just went to Florida and, and yes. you actually went to Disney Springs, which we don't have out here in, in yes. Anaheim. You had there at Walt Disney World, but you went to I, Disney Springs and you actually went to some eateries out there. Yes, we did. Uh, and, and we never have been big in the past at eating at downtown Disney. In fact, I've complained before, maybe on this podcast, maybe not about the, the lack of, food offerings that that I wanted to eat at and they have they have added several in the uh, recent renovations to change from downtown disney to disney springs and so we thought we'd just check them out and and really it wasn't even a, a planned out thing very much we just happened to be there at dinner time uh, for some reason we're we're always there in the very late afternoon early evening and so we were hungry. So Laura said, well, let's just check out the menus. They all have their menus posted outside. Some of them have the prices posted on the menus. Some of them don't, but that's okay. So we, we went around to some of the different restaurants, and, and we're checking prices and checking items that they had for sale to see if it was something that we might want to eat. And so one that we ended up at is uh, Morimoto Asia. Cool. Which is in what used to be the old Pleasure Island warehouse for those that care about such things from way back in the day. And um, it looked okay from from the menu. It looked pretty good. Laura said, well, I see several things I could eat from there. And I said, I can always get something with fried rice or or something, shrimp. They had all kinds of seafood options and and rice and stuff. So, And and it happened to be our 24th anniversary. So we said, you know, that that would make a a good anniversary meal, maybe, we we thought. So we went to the counter. Of course, we didn't have reservations because we were just then deciding to do it, we went up to the counter and said, how long would the wait be for two? And she said, oh, about 15, 20 minutes. We said, okay, we'll wait. And so we did and got a table pretty close to the kitchen, which was interesting. Uh, one of the things they feature is duck. And so there were several ducks hanging in the in the kitchen there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never did see anyone order one, but or never did see them take one down and, and chop it up. It still had the head on it. It was kind of cool. You know, it was... And it plucked and it had been roasted, I guess, but it still had the head on it. So it was interesting. But anyway, we got to watch in the kitchen there what they were doing. Uh, and we got, I got, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it was, it was fried rice with, with shrimp and duck and veal and something else, four or five meats in it. And it was really good. Wow. Uh, Laura got something with with noodles and Asian noodles and something, and hers was good too. Um, so we were we were pleasantly surprised. Of course, it it wasn't uh, the cheapest meal around, but it it was uh, comparable, I guess, to like Red Lobster in price or something like that. Uh, maybe even a little bit less, depending on what you get. Wow, or could have been more if you got the most expensive things on the menu, which we didn't. So. You know, it, it was about what we would have paid if we'd gone to just one of one of the non-fast food restaurants around here at home even. So it, it was good. The only complaint was uh, it was loud in there. Uh, they were playing music kind of loud and just everyone talking. It's just a big open space, so there's a lot of echoing and all. So 
just the whole atmosphere was loud. And then there was this one guy not, sitting a couple. Not really an intimate dinner for your your no. anniversary. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of had to shout to be heard. <laughs> and then there was this one guy a couple of tables away that everything was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. Apparently, <laughs> either that or he'd had a little too much to drink. I'm not sure. Or maybe both, but he, right. was, he was everything was, and he was in a large group. So I don't know if some of it was trying to show out for someone else in the group or what. But anyway, he he would guffaw very loudly, and uh, you could hear him all over the restaurant. So uh, that that didn't add to the romantic atmosphere any. Not that it was that romantic anyway. But we enjoyed it. It was something different to do and something new to try, and and. Uh, we might even go back back there sometime. I don't cool. think Jalen would have liked it. He's not much of an Asian food kind of person. Uh, the good thing for me was I didn't eat all of mine, so I I uh, got a to-go box and had it for lunch the next day, kept it in the refrigerator in the condo and heated it up in the microwave. So I got two meals out of it. For cool. Mine. So, yeah. So it, 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 was, it was fun. It, it was, I think that restaurant was there... Uh, last summer when we were there, but we hadn't tried it. Uh, but we just thought we'd getting wild and crazy in our old age, I guess, and try something new and different. So um, trying to defy the old age stereotype of just going to the same places all the time. Right. Yeah. Were you there at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon? Is that why you were able to be seated? Because <laughs> old people eat early. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that one was about eight o'clock, I think. Wow. We, for, some reason, for some reason, on this whole trip, we ended up eating late. And there, there are stories about that. The, the first full day that we were there, we ate supper at 10 o'clock because we, we were trying to get stuff to eat. And we went to this one Walmart that we've gone to in the past, and it was crazy. The all the checkout lines had like 15 or 20 people in them. Wow. And we were just wanting to get stuff for sandwiches and take it back to the condo because we had eaten out for lunch that day. And a crazy crowd. So we said, forget it. We're going to Target. <laughs> <laughs> we knew where there was a Target that's kind of farther away from the some of the hotels and theme parks and stuff. And so we said, we're never going back to that Walmart again. Um, but we went to Target and got our sandwich supplies. And it was 10 o'clock by the time we got back and ate our supper. So... Uh, we we were we had a history of late eating on this trip, but yeah, that one was was between eight and eight thirty. That's by funny. The time we got seated, so living then, it up, you youngsters, yeah, living it up. So we had so much fun, we thought we'd try it again. A couple of days later, we were back at Disney Springs, and it was time to eat, and thought, well, well let's try someplace else. So um, we looked at a few options, and one that I wanted to try was it's called Blaze Pizza. It's one of those places where. They they fix your pizza for you. You tell right. them exactly what you want on your pizza, and uh, so I love pizza, and I thought you know that's going to be, excuse me, that's going to be a little bit less expensive and and uh, not not a huge expense. So we walked over there. We'd seen it uh, the other day when we were eating at Morimoto. So we walked over there and. The line was, I don't know how long it was. It was mm. it was way out the door and a snake back and forth. So we said, I bet. Nope, not going to do pizza. <laughs> so there were, there were a couple of other choices that we had, had considered. One was the deluxe burger place. And so I like hamburgers too. So it's right up there with pizza. So we looked at that, looked at the menu. And there, there was also a Mexican place called, uh, boy, the name just escaped me. That's a strange Front. name for a restaurant. Yeah, it is, isn't it? 
Frontera Cocina is the name of it, um, I believe. And so we went and looked at the menu and kind of waffled back and forth a little bit. And I finally picked. I don't know why I got to pick. Laura said, I'm not picking. I said, okay. So I said, let's try the Mexican place because I like Mexican. So we, we went there, walked up and said, uh, how long for two people? And she said, oh, about 10 to 15 minutes. And we said, okay, we can wait. So it, it wasn't even that long before we got a table. And I think we really enjoyed that meal even more than than uh, the Mormoto Asia meal. Uh, I had uh, red chili enchiladas, red chili chicken enchiladas, mm. and, and they were great. The enchilada sauce was just perfect. Um, I forget what Laura got, but she liked it well, too. I think she, she may not have liked hers quite as much as Mormoto, but she still liked it real well. Um can't remember if hers was shrimp of some kind or something. Anyway, uh, it, it was another good meal and about the same price overall as Morimoto. The service, the the guy that we had as our server, he was great. Um, so it, it was it was a good experience. And uh, that one was about seven thirty or eight o'clock, and we were there too. So I I was surprised that we were able to just to walk in and, and get a seat at both of those. Uh, I guess they have so many restaurant offerings now right that um that it spreads the people out more because you have that there were big crowds every time we walked by uh rainforest cafe and t-rex so those those are still packing in people and then all these other places too uh the uh, the what used to be the empress lily which is now the paddlefish restaurant it looked like it was doing pretty well we checked it we checked the menu and uh, it was uh, out of our price range um on on the high end not the low end, so yeah, we, I, uh, we ate there when it was Fulton's Crab Shack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I imagine it, I think they went a little higher scale than that. So. Yes, and we we checked the boathouse, and it was it was more reasonably priced, but we didn't see as much that we thought we would like on the menu there. So um, we as m- much of a novelty as it would be to eat in in that place with all its boat theme stuff, we uh, we skipped that one. Right. So I I really enjoyed Disney Springs more on this trip than on several of our last trips when it was changing from downtown Disney to Disney Springs. That's good to hear. Yeah. It, I guess just because everything's open now, it wasn't as congested. Right. Parking was a lot easier because they have the two parking garages and traffic. Getting to the garages is much better because they don't have all the roads torn up as much uh, right now. So. It was it was enjoyable. I I enjoyed it. We we could go back and eat at a couple of more restaurants and and try something new again if we had had more time there. But sadly, we had to come home and go to work and make money and oh, to pay Jaylen to pay for your yeah, make money to pay for Morimoto's and that's right. Yeah, yes. you have credit card bills to pay off now. <laughs> yes, that too. Let's not think about that. Unless you were washing dish, <laughs> unless you were washing dishes back there with the ducks, I don't know. No, I, I didn't offer that. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you mentioned you know Morimoto's went into the old Pleasure Island area. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know where the the Mexican restaurant is in in configuration, but uh, mm-hmm. now all that stuff was closed down. So, it, is it? And I haven't been to mm-hmm. Disney Springs at all. Um, is it more now of addition to the place or is it still would you still kind of consider it replacement because you know they used to have the 
Pleasure Island nightclubs there, and right. that was gone for so long. So, I mean, is it? Do you consider kind of this changing, this evolution of what a mall area is to, in this particular sense, to have been an increase in their offerings, or just a a different sample of what they used to offer? Overall, it's an increase. They um, they took what they had at at um, what used to be Pleasure Island and and changed it around significantly to the point of for a lot of the times that we've been there, it, it hasn't been recognizable to me even. There there was one time this time, I don't know how familiar you are with Pleasure Island, and, and I wasn't that familiar with it because we didn't ever go to any of the clubs, but it went uphill toward one end of it. Okay. And so so at one point we were we came from West Side and all of a sudden we were at the top of the hill going down toward the marketplace side. And I said, Oh, I know where we are now. This this used to be the high end of Pleasure Island going down. Hmm. So it's up where the Adventurers Club used to be and going down toward where Morimoto is now and uh that area. So a lot of that was was just modifications or changing. But then a lot of it is new construction too. They they built several new areas uh, with with new shops, and so it a, a lot of it is additions, more offerings. Uh, as far as shopping goes, to me, it's not anything that I would shop at. Uh, it was a lot of the the same things that you could see at some of the outlet malls. I think right. we talked about this last year, maybe. Right, at some we point. did. Right. But it was it was kind of funny because we'd been to one of the outlet malls a couple of days before, and then you go to Disney Springs and there's some of the same stores there, and uh, so it's it's interesting to see that, and it's also interesting to see what gets the most traffic while while we were there, um, because there are some stores that are kind of high end stores, and there just weren't many people in there. Um, because they didn't have much Disney merchandise. You know, right. They had more just their general watches or there's a perfume shop or there's a luggage place, I think, or, you know, several of those more generic non-Disney offerings. And I'm sure, like like we've talked about before, one reason that they did that is to try to capture more of that money and not have it go be spent at the premium outlets on Vineland Road. Um, but... It, it's not the kind of stuff that really a- appeals to me, and and it didn't look like it appealed to that many people there either. Uh, there there were people going in and out at, at some of those, but the ones there's this one store called Uniqlo, and we didn't go in it last year. I don't know why. It just didn't look like it was our kind of thing. But Laura saw they had Mickey Mouse shirts in the window, right. so mm-hmm. she said, "Let's go in there." So that's what drew us in, and. It was crazy. We loved it. Uh, Laura got a couple of shirts, at least one. I think she got two from there. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's it's a Japanese store. Yeah, we yeah. went into it in Japan. Yeah, um, they, that... they they had some Disney stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we we have one out here in the Glendale Galleria, and okay. we went in, we went in because we then knew that they had some Disney stuff, but we, mm-hmm. they must not have had any at the time or something. So we did not stay there. White okay. t- white t-shirts and blue jeans didn't appeal to us. But <laughs> yeah, Mi- and- Mickey Donald Goofy shirts. We 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 might right. have got something from there. So it was it was very Japanese. I mean, as soon as mm-hmm. we walked in the store, I, I really wasn't familiar with it. We had passed it last year. I think it was open when we were there last year. 
I know it was open when we were there at Christmas, and I know we didn't go in then. But as soon as we walked in, without knowing anything about it at all, I said, this is a Japanese store. This is, right. this is just like Japan, from the limited time that I've been in Japan even, which was very, very short. But I was like, wow, uh, they, they certainly captured it there. So. And I, I don't know about their U.S.-based stores, but in Japan, like some of the shirts that they had were like themed to like Pinocchio and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, some really kind of yeah, not necessarily obscure Disney references, but stuff that we don't typically see here in the states. Like, yes, I mean the Japanese really like their really obscure characters. As I've talked about, Danny the Lamb before from mm-hmm. So Dear to My Heart. You know, I I thought that was kind of neat to go into a store like that that had. I don't know if it's a more broad offering, but it wasn't just. Your typical mm-hmm. Mickey mini stuff that you can get two doors down. So Right. Yeah, they had all kinds of, of unusual characters like that. And then non Disney stuff too. They had like Fruit Loops and the Michelin tire man on a shirt and mm, that's you know, funny. <laughs> all kinds of, of just brand icons, I guess, uh in in one section. So it, it was really interesting. Um, so it's one of those unusual ad- additions to Disney Springs, I guess, to me just because it's so different from what has been there before. But right. but they were doing a booming business uh, when we were there, both both times that we stopped in there. Yeah, we didn't make it to Disney Springs when we were there in January. And I didn't go previous time. Probably I was by myself at Star Wars mm-hmm. um, half marathon weekend, and I didn't go. So I, I haven't been there. I went there... Uh, Three years ago now, I guess, when they were doing some major construction. So yeah. I, I haven't seen it open. I, not that we drive our own car, but I haven't seen the parking garage or, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of walls near Raglan Road, let's say, or there was, you know, right. so yeah. I, I was curious of, of somewhat. I mean, I've seen some pictures. I was curious and we've talked about the mall part of it before, but I was curious of kind of how it, it looked and, and whether it felt like something new or, Mm-hmm. Um, if it was just change for the sake of change, which right. I think we sometimes see a lot of the uh, the the mall part, obviously looks like n- completely new construction. But then the the Pleasure Island changing part really has a, a completely different look to it as well. Uh, so it's it really is different from how it used to be, uh, in, as far as look and feel. The the marketplace is pretty much the same, and then on the other end, uh, west side is pretty much the same. But what used to be Pleasure Island and and the part out in front toward Lake Buena Vista Drive from that is it's just all completely different now. Well, that's in a good. good in a good way overall. Right. I mean, yeah. it was an empty space for so long. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's nice to hear. So that, yeah, that's not bad. And it, it gets much more attention from people like us who who didn't go to the clubs that Pleasure Island had. Right. So they're, they're, they're making more money off of us, even if they're not making that much off of us personally. But it's more than they were getting before, So, which is their goal, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how things change over time. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, we, we joke about it, though it's probably very true, but we, we joke about it anyways, about us becoming grumpy old men and everything. Right. And, you know, sometimes I remember, you know, maybe seeing parents or older people or whoever kind of complain about this, that, and the other, and you just think that they're a bunch of crazy old people. But mm-hmm. now that I'm becoming a crazy old person, <laughs> I was a crazy young person before, yes. but now that I'm becoming a crazy old person, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm resistant to change because I have some sort of affinity for the past Mm -hmm. or whether the changes that are made seem kind of asinine and stupid and things aren't as good as they once were and that this younger generation know no better because that's what they're growing up with and they're accepting it. So I don't know if I'm just accepting or expected to accept things that are worse Mm-hmm. Or whether my expectations are out of whack. I don't know. Right. Well, along those lines, let's talk about some of the, the changes that are coming uh, that were announced at the D23 Expo a couple of weeks ago. Uh, did they announce some changes there? Yeah, apparently so. Apparently uh-huh. a few things are changing, and I don't know. I, I, I didn't some, pay some any Some people attention. might be happy about it, yeah. so like uh for example one that that is uh the one that's causing the most uh uproar which is not a huge uproar but in in relative terms the one that's getting the most attention i guess is the closure of the great movie ride at hollywood studios right and it's to be replaced by some sort of mickey and Minnie 3d train ride thing where you're supposedly step into the cartoon with them and are in the cartoon world. Um, so how does that make you feel? I feel I feel like a psychologist now. How does that make you feel? Well, it's interesting because we've done this podcast long enough that we talked about the fate of the great movie ride mm-hmm. once upon a time. Right. Then, uh, you know, we, we, we had uh, the, the, the saviors of, of cable TV come in and, and sponsor yes. it and, and kept it alive. Movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think we all said, huzzah, it's saved. Yes. And, and maybe that means it's I don't not know. going anywhere after all. Nah, that was, I mean, what, two yeah, years ago now? Yeah, it wasn't maybe. long. It wasn't yeah. long. So right. it was a very temporary reprieve. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, how do I feel? I don't know. I love the great movie ride for what it was, what it is, and what it could be. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think it was any of those anymore. I mean, it seemed a bit dated. Um, so certainly could use a refresh, whether you dump the whole theme out, you know, baby with the bathwater thing. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I mean, not that Mickey can't be in the Hollywood studios park if they're even going to still call it that or whatnot. Right. But, you know, I mean, it. I, I don't know. Sometimes it seems like they dump certain IP in kind of weird areas sometimes. And mm-hmm. I don't know if this is one of those. I think I would have loved to have seen the great movie ride evolve over time, you know, replace a scene here, replace a scene there. Um, you know, even, even at the very end, I mean, they hardly ever kept up with the movies at that very end part. I mean, they right. occasionally change it out and, you know, it, it just, it did seem like kind of a dated ride and, mm-hmm. you know, kids attention span. It was a long ride. So kids attention span or whatever, you know, things right. change. So. On one hand, I am I am sad to see it go overall, but I'm not sure that I'm necessarily super sad that this incarnation of it is gone because I think it could have used a refresh. Mm-hmm. But bringing a Mickey Mini train ride, I, I I don't know. I don't know if that's a great replacement, right. but they don't pay me the big bucks to make those decisions. <laughs> so. Right. 
Yeah, I'm I'm trying to uh, to withhold judgment on the new ride until I actually ride it, or at least until we know more about it. Right. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm sad to lose the great movie ride uh, because going back to 1987, I guess it was when they first announced the plans for the park and. They one of their centerpieces was this ride through the movies, and I thought that sounds right. great. That's, mm-hmm. That sounds just perfect. And so then that was what I was most excited to ride uh, when we went when it first opened, and then I loved it. It was great, just because not only because of the uh, all the different movie scenes that it portrayed, but because of all the the technology behind it and how everything works and how. You have these traveling cars, and then they separate and go to two different scenes, and they catch back up, and then all the the very advanced for the time audio animatronic figures, and then everything comes together to watch the movie clips at the end, and so it it was just a a great ride. I thought you know it was a little bit of of everything that Disney had done up to that point, more or less. So right, I, I think the reason that I like it is for that nostalgia. Uh, aspect now because I did enjoy it so much when it was new um, and we did ride it in December when we were there uh, and it was like you said it hadn't changed much in the last 25 years uh, except for the the clips at the end and uh, with the Turner Classic Movies sponsorship they had uh, redone the movie at the end and had Robert Osborne from Turner Classic Movies introducing the clips, and then uh, they had updated those some. And also in the in the ride itself, you had a pre-recorded narration from Robert Osborne. Uh, but that was really all that had changed. The main things that had changed over the years. So I, I can see how people who didn't see it almost thirty years ago now and thought it was really great then, I could see how you wouldn't think it's that great now. Right. Um, so I, I can. In a way, I can see it, kind of like what you're saying. Uh, it would have been better to have some sort of uh, update instead of just tossing it entirely, perhaps. So, um. yeah, Some of the movies that they portrayed weren't really that old of movies when the ride right. first opened. But, yeah. you know, so many years later, now they're like, oh, they're classics. Mm-hmm. But they weren't necessarily when... Right. Um, when it first opened. So, I mean, if they just sort of kept things fresh and kept... Mm-hmm. updating with current classics if you want to call it that you know maybe right. it would have, maybe it would have kept it fresher and then you'd have people complaining oh you took out my favorite scene right. that's my yeah. so i mean it, you, sometimes you can't win either way but. <laughs> exactly another dated ride you know is ellen's energy adventure right um, you know i i i think bill nye was just old enough to drink when that was recorded <laughs> Alex Trebek still had his mustache. Yes, yes. So, I mean, it it was a bit dated, but now that's going to Yesterland, too. Mm-hmm. And Epcot, that one, Guardians of the Galaxy, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, Ellen's Energy Adventure was another one where when when they opened it at the time, which I think was eight, uh, 96, uh, it, was, it was a fresh change from, from the original. It had a lot more humor than the original had. The, the, right. Original universe of energy was really kind of dry, and uh, it, it tried its best to be informative, but uh, it was very serious. And then they uh, added in Ellen and Bill Nye and Alex Trebek and all. 
stupid Judy, and and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it was more entertaining. Uh, but it has been sad to me the last couple of times that we have ridden it, which we wrote it last year either in. Uh, can't remember if we wrote it in the summer. We we made two visits to Epcot last year, if you don't remember. Once in the summer when we just went to Epcot, and then at Christmas when we did all four parks. And I can't remember if we wrote it both times or just one time. Uh, but the the bad thing about it is the Ellen audio animatronic that they used to have in the dinosaur part of the ride hasn't been there for a few years. We still hear her voice talking, but she's not there. Uh, so that's been kind of cheap. So in a way, I knew it was it was on its way out, even though it's been like that for a couple of years. I knew they, they weren't spending any money to to really keep it like it originally was. Uh, so I'm not that surprised to see it go. Right. And, I, and in some ways, I'm not that sad to see it go because so so many of the elements of the updated ride are 20 years old now. And like you said, Bill and I was a lot younger. And uh, Alex Trebek looked a little different, and uh, a lot of that has has changed, and and energy has changed some since then too. Right. So, so um, I can see that it was time for that to go. However, I think what you were alluding to, how does Guardians of the Galaxy fit into Epcot? Right. Um, uh, I don't know. It's there, there's that IP dump. Let's yeah. just dump it in. Yep. And I'm wondering there there. It looks like from some of the other things that they showed, they have an overall master plan of of things that they're doing to Epcot. Some of the things that that they announced already were the um, the Ratatouille ride, in, right? Uh, another in another IP dump, right? Right. Yes, and um, and they're doing something to the the central area, which was originally Communicore and now is Interventions, and it looks like they're making some major changes there too. Uh, so I, I wonder, and of course they already have Frozen in uh, Norway. Uh, I wonder what their overall theme for Epcot is going to be going forward. Are are they trying to change the whole image of the park and the whole theme of the park and the whole focus of the park to be something different than what it was originally created to be? And obviously, I mean, the answer is kind of obvious if they're dumping Guardians of the Galaxy in Future World. Uh, that was supposed to be a showcase of new technology. Right. And then, yes, they are changing that. So, I mean, Epcot's another area we've talked about that they really haven't touched much over the years, mm-hmm. more recent years. Um, you know, technology gets really stale really quick. So it, it's hard to keep it kind of current. I mean, Tomorrowland has always sort of suffered from a similar fate, but uh, I would say that, you know, Epcot, even though it's popular, I kind of, uh, you, you, you knew the end was near when they put Soren over California into Epcot. Right. So it was, I think that was sort of the first salvo of, Hey, we're just going to put in whatever we think will be popular here, whether it's, theme to our theme park or not so mm-hmm. and i would i would like to see a written down synopsis of the new theme of epcot which i'm sure in their master plan they have one which you is, think they do I, i'm not uh, sure well, of that yeah I, I i would think they would but i could be wrong um i don't know 
Yeah. More more IP dumps is yes. the one that surprised me the most was uh turning Paradise Pier into Pixar mm-hmm. Playhouse Pier or whatever they're calling it. I mean yes. I don't see how the how Pixar fits into that area of the park at all. And here, you know, I mean we talk about some of these places that never get updated. That I mean, they just redid a large portion of, of the park. Right. Um so that that one, and I have not read that much up on it, so I don't know fully what they're doing. I know that there were some stores that were left over from the original DCA and and stuff. So I mean, there are areas I guess that they can update, but it was just it just seems like such a strange theme for mm-hmm. the park. Even though, again, you know, like Epcot getting California Adventure, meaning things were changing. Uh, certainly, the things that have happened at California Adventure shows that that theme is changing. Right. So you saying Epcot may have some sort of theme going forward. I don't know. I've seen it at California Adventure. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> right. It's, it's just a park to have more rides. Yes. 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 With Without necessarily being tied together to a theme. Yes. How that's about, what I'm saying. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's where I was saying. Is it change for the sake of change or is it mm-hmm. change for improvement's sake? Right. Uh, I'm not sure that, that Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout was an improvement to Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. um, since it was just kind of a, a re-theme. However, knowing that they're going to marvel in that section of the park, it, I guess it makes sense to do the re-theme there. Right. And then you go the other way and say, but do they need a marvel Land in Disney California Adventure? Because that doesn't make sense either. But... <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I don't know. I I would think that park is due for a name change because uh, it's not just all about California anymore. No, it's been due for a name change for quite some time. Right, so. right. So how do you feel about the new Tron coaster from <laughs> Disneyland going in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom? I think that's interesting because... Okay. Um, it's partially an IP dump. Right. Um, but the interesting thing about that, it's almost an IP that they've given up on. Right. Since we've heard that they're not necessarily planning on going forward with the Tron ride. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just you're taking a ride. and, and I won't even quite call it an attraction anymore. It's a ride that is popular somewhere else that they right. can then put someplace else to get people to go wait in a line, I guess. Right. I, I It's not bad. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'd almost rather see something like that at Disneyland over the subs. Mm-hmm. Um, the subs, you know, don't necessarily fit the theme of Tomorrowland very much, and especially Finding Nemo subs right. don't necessarily. So, I mean, I almost wouldn't wouldn't cry if they you know filled in the pond and then built this out here mm-hmm. uh, i don't know that i cry so much even at it at being at walt disney world i was trying to look at sort of how they had it in the map and i was kind of like ah, are they gonna mess up some of those great views of the disneyland or walt disney world railroad you know you get that nice right. walkway between space mountain and and toontown mm-hmm. fair or whatever they're calling it now and i thought ah are they gonna put it there and mess up all that i was like that was yep. what i was lamenting Right, yeah, and they're going to take up some of the good swampy area back kind of north of Space Mountain. And it will be interesting to me to have two really big attractions 
that close together because it looks like the the entrance to the Tron coaster will be just to the left of the where you come out of Space Mountain now, the Tomorrowland Light and Power Company. And so they're going to have two huge draws just right there together, which has been done before, like at the end of Sunset Boulevard at Hollywood Studios, you have the Tower of Terror and the Rock and Roller Coaster. Right. And then over in Frontierland in the Magic Kingdom, you have Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain pretty close together. So uh, it, it's not that unheard of, but um, that will be... It's going to make Tomorrowland an even crazier place than it is right now. So um, as far as people go, the number of people that are there. Um, to me, that's one that would almost seem to fit better at Hollywood Studios, I think. Just my own personal opinion there. Right. Or maybe even in Future World at Epcot more than, than Tomorrowland. I don't know. The one one interesting thing about it is when, when that first opened at Shanghai Disneyland, uh, Laura saw a video for it on online and said, well, that looks really cool about how you, how you sit like you're on the, on the light cycles there and zoom all through it. She said, I'd like to ride that one. So it, it does not, have a broad appeal. Apparently. Yeah. Now you don't have to go to Shanghai either. Right. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Not that, not that they're competing for the same travelers, but that right. was one of the, one of the big draws of Shanghai was this attraction mm-hmm. that was nowhere else. And I do think that it is interesting that they're copying it for Walt Disney world. Right. So, what other big changes were announced that we uh, that all new, the park stuff? There's a new Circle Vision movie in China. Um, okay, which is going to be uh, apparently, from what I've seen, it's going to be a seamless movie. So you're not going to have the little dividers for the nine screens. Okay, if, if I'm understanding that correctly, it's going to be sure. one, one seamless thing all around you. That sounds like it could be interesting. That's cool. And and an appropriate upgrade over what yes. they they had. So exactly. okay, that works yes. for me. All right. Okay. Uh I think that's all besides the they had the model for the Star Wars land and right. had an opening date for the Toy Story land at Hollywood Studios and uh they're changing around mission space at Epcot to add a new mission. Um and that one's coming soon. That one's next yeah, month. Right. Yeah. It's funny that a lot of these things are happening in August of all times. Uh, maybe August 13th, 19th, whenever it is that a great movie ride and Universe of Energy are closing are, are really after a lot of people have gone back to school, so the crowds are dropping off then. I, I was surprised that they weren't waiting to close those until after Labor Day. Uh, when it really drops off, but right. But what do I know about such things? So, yeah, I'm not sure they know about such things uh, either. Uh, but they're doing it not. anyways. Uh. Well, they did also officially announce the the gondola transportation thing at at Walt Disney World that will go between several of the hotels and the Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I didn't look at the details, but that one still seems odd to me. But. Yeah. I, I still wonder about the capacity, like I mentioned uh, a couple of episodes ago, about just how many people that will carry, and will it will it have longer lines than necessary? I don't know. Um, so there's that. There's they're building a new um, a new hotel in part of what used to be the Caribbean Beach Resort. Interestingly, 
Uh, it's the Disney's Riviera Resort, and it'll be right. They, I, I think they're locating it where it is because it will be right behind Future World, not Future World, World Showcase at Epcot. And apparently you can go up on the roof and have very good views of illuminations from Epcot or whatever later fireworks show they have there. So does that mean that when you're in World Showcase at Epcot, you'll have this great view of yet another hotel peeking up over the skyline there? I know. That's so yeah. weird. That one bugs me so bad, yeah. the dolphin and swan. That is... Walt Which, Disney World has so much room, and mm-hmm. they pack everything so close together, so tightly. Right. I mean, as you were even saying with the Tron cycle next, right next to Space Mountain, mm-hmm. it's like, so much room. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. How about uh, the minivans? Yes, we we saw those while we were there. Yeah, uh, they were, were they in operation? I'm not sure. It looked like they were, um, but uh, there there wasn't any publicity at all about them that I could see. Uh, there may have been more for if you were checking at the hotels. They were uh, especially around the boardwalk and some of the Epcot resorts. So I think that's where they were were starting them out. And so we, we saw a few of them on the road, and at first I didn't know what they were. And Laura said, look, that car looks like Minnie Mouse. And said, oh, <laughs> it kind of does. And then after seeing them two or three times, I thought, I remember reading something about that. So I got my phone, was reading about it, and uh, they they were they are apparently more in operation this week than they were last week Okay, when we were there. So they were, they were just starting out. Because we may have we may have used them in January when we went. Because when mm-hmm. we first checked in, we were at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and then we actually took a taxi mm-hmm. um, when we switched resorts to Art of Animation. So we wound up taking a taxi, and we're not I'm, I'm not so hip to call Uber or right. whatnot. So I mean, we took a taxi, but mm-hmm. assuming that this is something competitive, I, I can see us having right. hopped in a minivan to have done the same thing. What what I saw was it would be twenty dollars to take you to wherever, uh, yeah, that's from, from one point to another, which basically you know, what we paid anyway. So right, it would be com- competitive, not really competitive pricing, I guess, but comparable pricing, I guess, is more the word. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, I don't know. I guess that's all. They just opened the Copper Creek Villas at Wilderness Lodge. That opened actually while the week we were there last week. Uh, more Disney Vacation Club properties. And then the new Riviera Resort is even more Disney Vacation Club rooms. So apparently Disney Vacation Club is doing pretty well. Yeah, seems like it. they keep on building for those. So. Oh, I, I got an email for a, a, a for Golden Oak Um hmm. You know, it's located just four miles from Magic Kingdom <laughs> Park, and I, I think the pricing starts at two million dollars. Wow. So, ah, that's yeah. all right. I, I will, I will stay in a hotel six miles away <laughs> if I have to. That's that's a little much. Well, interestingly, well, a couple of interesting things are one of the bus routes uh, to get to Wilderness Lodge from Disney Springs goes right past the Golden Oak entrance. Yeah, so, I've I've been on either the, the airport bus or, or one of the internal buses that mm-hmm. went past it. So, And you can kind of see a couple of the houses through the trees there, and they're pretty good-sized houses. Um, but, but yeah, for $2 million? I it, sure it hope so. Be, yeah. but, but I don't have $2 million <laughs> to spend on it. 
So I know well, I I live in California. I know what property values are like here, and yes. that's still that's still far and above where I am. So. <laughs> and then another interesting thing: we have a, a week in a timeshare condo, which is where we were at last week. And we were sitting there on the couch watching the Disney Channel because there was nothing else on TV, and they were showing a promo for the new Pandora stuff at Animal Kingdom. And and I got to figuring, I was telling Laura, you know, and, and I, I measured it on Google Maps with their little handy measuring tool. From where we were sitting to the Tree of Life at Animal Kingdom was exactly one mile. So wow. That's that's how close we were and didn't even go to any of the parks. Did so. you have to pay $2 million for that? No, we did not. <laughs> Actually, it might have been $8 million because <laughs> if Golden Oak is four miles yes. away and you were only one mile away... Yes. Hmm. And that that's one mile as the crow flies. So, <laughs> uh, driving there, you have to go around and back and up, and so <sighs> it's a little bit longer of a drive. But just st- straight distance there. I mean, we were right there, and so didn't even have to pay two million dollars. Of course, we were only there for a week and can't go back whenever we want to without paying for an extra week. But mm, still, it's probably better that we don't go more after we get our credit card bills. So yes. Now, you have timeshare, and I know we've talked before, so you have this timeshare, and, and how would you equate that to what you know from Vacation Club? I mean, Vacation Club's just probably a, a more expensive version of what you're paying at a in probably more nondescript condo, slightly off property. Yeah, uh, I guess the difference is that ours, the way ours is set up, is, is we, we have that week in that condo uh, every year, the same week, unless we change it like we did this year. So it's not um, points that you're spending whenever no. you want to go visit. Right. I, I gotcha. Yeah. But this, this condo does, is tied in with, with one of those points-based organizations. So some of the people that come in and stay there are using their points. But we are just owners of that week of that condo. So Do you stay in the same condo, the same, the same unit? Yes. Or is it just you get assigned whatever's at? the complex that's available no we are we are at the same unit unless unless we move uh like we did this year our our normal time is in june and because of the cruise that didn't all work out so we we swapped to july didn't in-house trade as they call it and so sometimes when we've done that before sometimes we've still ended up in the same unit if someone else wasn't in that unit that week right and and this week someone was in that unit so we were at the opposite end of the same building this time. So we were still real close. The The odd thing was it's it's a mirror image of the one that we're usually in. So when we first walked in, it's like, this is backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but then we got used to it after a while, and it's not that big of a deal anyway. And I don't get up and go wandering in the middle of the night, so it wasn't a problem. But, um, but yeah, we're usually in, in the very same unit each year. So it's like our... Our home away from home. So I was telling Laura that this this time we were in our home away from our home away from home since we were right. <laughs> <laughs> in a different unit this time. But uh, we, I guess that goes back to the the not liking change kind of discussion that we were having at the beginning because kind of old. Well, yes, and we kind of <laughs> like going back there because it's familiar and it's fun and we know it's fun and we know the fun things that we can do there and we know where things are. So. Uh, I've been trying to, to break out of that some uh, recently, and this, well, last year we went on the cruise to Mexico just to do something different. 
this year, last week while we were there, we went and uh, found some some state parks to go to that we hadn't been to before. So try not to do exactly the same thing every time. Change it up some. So see, we like change some. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's within certain parameters. No. <laughs> Yeah, vacation club sounds great. I mean, I, I'd mm-hmm. love, I'd like the idea of it. I just, right. I don't know. I, I haven't priced it out per point or whatever. Yes. But I just, I keep looking at it and going, I don't know how it would work for us. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it would be great to think, hey, we get a Walt Disney World vacation one, you know, right. once a year or however we set it up. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I uh, I like the idea of it, but not the price. Right. I, I looked at the price a little bit several years ago and thought, nope. Just saw the initial price and said, well, too much for us. Yeah. We can, we can take a lot of vacations for, for that uh, initial fee. My, not, my not, dentist is one of these people that has that has bought into like three or four. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, she's, I forget what her home resort is at. Walt Disney World, and then she bought in it at Alani. I think mm-hmm. she's bought it, but bought in at the Grand Californian, and then I think she may have even got you know the uh, DVC at Saratoga Springs area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. so she's got like four of these, and huh. it's like I I couldn't possibly even use that. I don't have the time right. to use any of it, but let alone the cost, the buy in the you know, mm-hmm. maintenance fees, the, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It's just, right. but she swears by it. And she, you know, she of course wants us to sign up and use her name. Cause mm-hmm. she'd get some credit for right. having us sign up. And I'm just like, I, I'd love to from just say, you know, Hey, we get to go to Walt Disney world again. Yay. But mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't bought in. That's, that's the good thing about this condo that we're in is that it is it was a whole lot cheaper right and, and the the yearly maintenance fees are a whole lot cheaper and for us uh, it fits our lifestyle better because it's not actually in Walt Disney World so we can go do Disney things if we want to and we can be away from that too if we want to yeah i and, think that i think you're insanely you know genius or or something and and maybe <laughs> and maybe it's you know i mean you don't get there that often but right. you know i mean if i'm down there i'm spending every second i can on property if mm-hmm. i can so i i salute you for going down and finding different things to do and you know as you were saying you're you're a mile away from tree of life and i'm like how could you be there and avatarland <laughs> is open yeah. and you know you're not going to go see pandora and no, because I mean, you could, you could, you know, obviously write off the expenses from the Beyond the Berm account yes. because you know it's research. You're sharing <laughs> exactly. your findings with us, and um, you, you didn't bother to do that. I don't know. I'm disappointed. I'm still waiting on the wait times <laughs> to go down for all the Avatar rides. Right. Um, but and we did do some of our our normal things that we usually do. We went to the Magic Kingdom resorts one day and actually started out. We rode a bus from Disney Springs to Wilderness Lodge. And then from there, we rode the boat over to the uh, Contemporary. And then from there, we rode the monorail to the Polynesian Resort, which is is a pain. They kind of mess things up, and I guess we're running short of time, not that we have a specific limit. But now you have to go through bag check whenever you get on the monorail. 
Wow, wow. So, and, and that's supposed to cut down on the bag check lines at the Magic Kingdom, which I'm sure it does. But for those of us that just like to go and ride the monorail around, it's a pain. So the only time right. we rode the monorail was from Contemporary to Polynesian because we didn't want to go back through bag check again. So we just walked from Polynesian to Grand Floridian and stopped by the uh, wedding pavilion on the way. And we're, we're in a hurry because it was thundering and we didn't want to get caught in the rain, but we did want to enjoy our walk. And so it's still better than riding the monorail. And then rode a bus back to Disney Springs from uh, Grand Floridian. And then another day we rode the bus to Boardwalk from Disney Springs and walked the whole loop of Yacht Club, Beach Club, Swan Dolphin, and back to Boardwalk. Uh, so we did those things in the three or four trips to Disney Springs. So we did Disney things while we were there, uh, just not theme parks. And that, and I think that's what I like about Walt Disney World. You can go and yeah. do so many things, mm-hmm. and there's so much that I want to do on property. Uh, so yeah, that that's really neat. I mean, yeah. I like Disneyland. I like going to the parks. You know, I like walking through downtown Disney, I guess. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not not like that. I mean, you can go miniature golfing on. Yeah. You can go shopping. You, yeah. I, Ty- I mean, resort Typhoon resort Lagoon. hopping. Yeah, yeah, right. The water parks. So yeah, yeah I mean that's. And we didn't even we usually go to uh, to Animal Kingdom Lodge while we're there because it's it's a really short drive from our condo, so we just drive right up there and park and tell them what we're there for. And we didn't do that this time because of throwing in some state park visits and all. So there, there's a lot that we could have done, even not staying on property. There was a, a lot more that we could have done, right? That, that we didn't do just because we could have been there three weeks and still had plenty to do and still not gone to the theme parks, right? Which is cool. I think it is. It's really neat. I, I appreciate it that they have so much. I don't appreciate that they stick 14 hotels on the sight line of world right. showcase, but yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever. I'm not a master planner. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll have some sort of new storyline backstory thing. Where the <laughs> guardians of the galaxy had zapped that hotel in or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, crazy stuff. So, I think we'll, we'll wind things up for now, uh, and maybe well, it that's won't a be change. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe for another change, it won't be another month before we do another one of these. Maybe um, football season is almost upon us, though. So who knows what's going to happen next with that? For those of us that have football players in the family, um, which is me, I Chelsea. was going to say Chelsea's not playing Chelsea doesn't play yet. football. Yes, not yes. yet. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, we'll be back when we can and talk about more stuff or talk about the same stuff over and over again or whatever it is we do around here. Uh, so thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya.